The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh, and now is as good as any. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, Take a look around, look at your watch, as you'll notice the, the, the seconds are ticking off that time is getting close. If the Lord came back tonight, what would you do different between now and then? Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't because most of us like to be sponges. Maybe we should do a little more Brillo padding than sponging. Humor, though, will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Great question. I'll let you know if I ever get that answer from the Lord. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. This is everything you need to know. Wrap your brain around this. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, but we don't care. Because for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through the process where you think you know the answer, and then things turn out a little different, and you look up to the Lord and you go, did I do something wrong, or did you have something better in mind? That little doubt place right in there, talking about stuff like that. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. That's an opinion. A thought, a comment, or a question. Maybe you have a prayer request. What you've got is something going on in your life, and you're thinking, I need other people to be praying with me. Here you go. We have that opportunity. Perhaps the Lord has done something marvelous in your life, and you just want to share that and be a blessing to others. Here you go. You have that opportunity. Maybe you just got some, you have some questions. You're wanting to try and figure out quantum physics. How does it work in the reverse mathematics on a planetary scale? I don't know. Perhaps you will ask that question. I'll let Captain Chris answer that because I have no idea. But I can tell you what are some of the best deals at fast food places. You can ask me that. Here's the bottom line. There's a couple ways to get a hold of us. You can jump out in front of your house and shout as loud as you can, David, and nobody will respond. But you can call 972-445-0770. If you call 972-445-0770, something fantastic will happen. No, no, fantastic. 
Because when you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like being at a pizza place and you play the crane game where you use that little crane thing to try and pick out a prize. And you win. <laughs> what? And then you'll be... Like that one? That's a good one, huh? I've never experienced that sensation. <laughs> very, few, very few people have. <laughs> you can also text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Please don't call that number because I can't answer it during the show. But you can text it. Uh, you can call that number later on. And if I'm available, I'll answer. But during the show, text 214-210-8483. You can also email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Not corn pop at hemustincrease.org, but david at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you to the website, as we often do. A couple of things to tell you that are going on at the website. Uh, just so you can know, brochures to share with other people will be here in about a week. A video will be on the website that tells you what are some of the best ways to approach using those brochures. That'll be in about a week. I want to do another shout-out. Thank you to everybody, by the way, for praying for Noelle as she has starting to recover piece by piece from her 36 hours and three-day marathon of working. So I appreciate that very much. And then I also want to remind you about the money because the bottom line is we don't pay the radio rent. We don't do the show. It's not complex. You're thinking, well, Dave— how much money are you making? Not enough to call it a surplus and not enough to pay the bills. <laughs> That's how much I'm making. But you know what? The Lord provides for us every single month because he's faithful and true, and we we'll believe he'll continue to do that from here on until he's done with us. In the meantime, we'll do our best. If you give, you get a wonderful gift at the end of the— No, you don't. You get a tax-deductible receipt. That's what you get. And it means that you're helping us support what we're doing. The littlest, the mostest, all of it matters because it matters to the Lord. So it matters to us. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> much better it's just so much more fulfilling to hear all of it all right we're going to do things a lot different today because we always do things different every day because we don't really know how to do things other than different i was gonna start off with a couple with the teaching on uh the as we're doing the lord's prayer but we had a question come in from roger again i want to answer that question so well and he asked that through text by the way you can ask a question through text doesn't mean i can always answer it but you can try uh, so we're going to pray first, as we often do. We're going to pray for Ukraine. We're going to pray for our own country and some of the stuff we're going through, and then I'll go in and answer Roger's question. So let's do that. Father, we come before you right now. We give you thanks and praise for everything because you are awesome, and we entrust ourselves to you. We don't know everything. We don't understand everything. That's our requirement to trust you and believe in you and hope in you and have faith. 
in the quality that you've expressed to us that you have towards us, that you're fantastic. We ask you to help that situation in Ukraine and bring peace. We ask you to bring an end to the conflict, the war, and the pain and the sorrow and the suffering, and let the gospel be proclaimed right at the center. Let there be revival. We pray for our own country, which is filled with such division. And it seems like most people now are operating, even people of great faith, operate in more of a sense of anger than they do of wisdom. So we as your children, as the light in a dark world, help us to shine the light the right way for the cause of the kingdom, for the purpose of honoring and glorifying your name. Help our nation. We need you now more than ever. Have grace upon us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, let me go to Roger again had a question. You know, people are saying, is his name Roger again? Well, what happened in the beginning when we were getting calls is Roger would call a couple of times, and he'd call a couple of times in a row, and then he would say, it's Roger again. And so then we would just we just adopted that name. <laughs> it's Roger again. Here's his question. He had a question about the foxes spoiling the vine. One of the things that, that you need to be aware of is there's a passage that says, talks about, let me just say this real quickly because it's important for Roger to catch this, the little foxes spoiling the vine. That's really what the text is talking about. So what does that mean? I mean, what is that? Do they? Is that something that really happens? Yes, but let me explain what the passage is trying to communicate. Little foxes that spoil the vine are little things that come in that take away from the fruit of the bigger things. In other words, if something is going on and you're having, oh, yeah, this is great and oh, fantastic. Oh, but this thing's a bummer, this small thing right here. Oh, and then this little thing, this is a bummer right here. The Bible tells us to be aware of the little foxes because little nips, little clips, little cuts, little digs, little slashes have an impact. And they have a tendency to take away from the bigger things that are happening. And in our life, unfortunately, we allow Satan to flip the, the binoculars so that the big things look little and the little things look big. So sometimes we have a poor perception. And what the scripture tries to do is encourage us to have a better perspective. And we also have to keep aware that we are not supposed to allow little things in our lives that can do cuts or take things away from us or irritate us. So, for example, let's say you're having some great, uh, tremendous progress in a particular area, but you think, well, I'm doing pretty good, so I can be a little softer in some of these other realms that I've been very disciplined in. I'll just let you fill in the blank. I don't have to do that for anybody. The idea behind that, as soon as you do that little bit of softening, a little bit of a fox comes in and takes a bite, and it creates a problem and steals the joy and breaks down the structure. Little foxes can spoil the vine. Be aware of that. Be aware of, one, little things robbing you of joy, the enemy using that on a regular basis. Number two, you allowing little things in your life to take away from the building or from the production that God has going on. And number three, the overall uh, importance of the passage is for us to have a higher level of awareness, both of large things and small things. You don't dwell on them. You don't focus on them the way you focus your heart and your mind on the Lord but you are aware of them so that they don't catch you by surprise. And if you're able to nip it in the bud, as we often say, then do so so that the vine will be fine. Okay? 
I'm a poet, and I didn't know it. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the jail of my soul. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made— Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. <laughs> and God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. Amazing grace. How sweet. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Got a chance to say hi to Don very briefly, though. 
today is one of those ones that goes, hi, hi, bye, bye. You know those fast ones. Those, those happen. Uh, here's your first trivia question. Get excited. Here you go. In the New Testament, what name did the angel tell Zechariah to give his son? Now, all these trivia questions have to do with angels, so get your angel hat on. <laughs> I'm not talking baseball. In the New Testament, what name did the angel tell Zechariah uh, to give to his son? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.com. Org. Those are available for you to do. In the meantime, we will do our DNA. Make sure that we take care of that. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which is our way of encouraging each other to take one step closer every chance you get on a daily basis. It's so important. It's 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 great if you spend a little time with the Lord on, on one or two days. But if you do it daily, you'll be walking with the Lord daily. You'll actually be preparing yourself as to what heaven will be like. I'm like, no, that's good. Get a little bit of that rolling down here. And never be ashamed of Jesus and his or his words. So if the D of DNA stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. The N part of the DNA stands for never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. The world will try and make you ashamed of believing the things that that Jesus stood for or that his words declare. Before before you were in the world before you were born, I knew you. I formed you. I put you together. God does the creating in the womb. So for all those that are, you know, thinking, well, abortion's not that big a deal. Well, it is to God. And if it's a big deal to God, then it better be a big deal to us. So that's just so simple. Never be ashamed of that. And if the world doesn't like it, we use our favorite word ever in order to deal with that. Tough, because we're going to follow the Lord. I mean, the world doesn't have a heaven to put you in. So keep that in mind. And then the final part of DNA is the A. So we got D, N, and A. The A stands for always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means, boy, your thing cut off real fast there on that to serve. What? To serve. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, the serve part has a twofold element to it. It is being sensitive to the Lord, which means that you are thinking or connecting or aware of your, your relationship with the Lord, but it's also being aware of other people. It's hard to imagine that uh, other people are important, too, if we're completely self-centered. But they do matter, and they have a universe, and they have stuff going on. And it's not always easy for them either, and we can be a blessing for them, thereby fulfilling Jesus' commandments. Now, remember, he gave two commandments in summation, right? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. But in John 13, he said, a new commandment I give you, love one another, which was the commitment to loving the brotherhood. So, ooh, that's pretty high up there, too, although— Probably don't hear that teach or taught very often. All right, again to the trivia question, then we'll go into the other part of the teach. Uh, the question is, uh, uh, in the New Testament, what name did the angel tell Zechariah to give to his son? If you think you know that answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483. Or send an email, david at he must increase.org in the Gospel of Matthew, 
We're in chapter 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13. Basically what's called the Lord's Prayer. The guideline for praying, not the exact words, so there's nothing with pray, wrong with praying the exact words, but it's a guideline. It's a pattern. Pray in this way, Jesus said. So we've gotten through our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's how much we've covered, right? Then we get to this next phase. So the first beginning part, it's identification. It's inclusive. Our Father gives you identity to his character and who he is. Where in heaven, okay, the center of the universe, not our lives. Hallowed be your name means reverence, adoring, devotion, worship to the Lord, to his name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Before anything else goes on, we're praying about God's stuff. Lord, I got to pay this and I got to do this. Lord, this person's being mean to me or this. It's like fantastic. Pray about God's stuff first. Your kingdom, your will, your purposes, your plans. Because that then prioritizes everything in life. And then Jesus says this. <laughs> I love this. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, before we get into the expository part of the give, which is an enormous, enormous part of this. We have to understand how this prayer, how the structure of this prayer is being broken down. It's being broken down for us knowing where to identify, how to have the right attitude, what's the focus, what are we looking at, and now we're going to move from God's kingdom to our personal lives. We'll answer that. Somebody can answer the trivia question. We'll get that done first, and then I'll tell you what the first one word means. I could teach this for a year, which is kind of sad, uh, but let's go ahead and answer the trivia first. Go ahead. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. All right. Now, this is not a super tough question, but it is a super important question. In the New Testament, what did the angel tell Zachariah to give a name? Did the angel tell Zachariah to give his son? John? That is correct! It is John! Now, why was that unique in and of itself? Do you know what was kind of weird about that? No. Nobody in his family was named John. And typically, when they would name somebody in the culture, it would be named for somebody, even by initial, in the family. And so it was kind of an off off-target kind of moment where people are like going, what, John? Nobody named John in your family. So that was a distinction that the angel gave to John as to what he would become like. Okay. That's cool, huh? Great job, Deborah. All righty. Thank you, and y'all have a good day. All right, thanks, and God bless. God bless. All right. Love it when Deborah calls. Okay, here we go. So going to this one word. What's <laughs> the one word? Our Father who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give. <laughs> you think, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. You see, this is the thing that we miss. It's God giving. Remember that old hymn? You can't beat God giving no matter how how hard you try. Okay, so here's the bottom line. God is a giver. And in our mind, we have this obnoxious image where God is like the Grinch, which is wrong, okay? 
He's not Santa Claus, but he's not the Grinch either. So let's at least give the balance. And what it says right off the bat, Jesus is saying, when you're praying, do the right thing, set it up right, nail it down, get it in the right perspective, and then ask for something. And so he's like, give us. We need give. This can't be worked for. This is a giving situation. And what you need to know when we when you pray and what I need to remember when I pray, and I don't remember this very often, is that this is based on God's generosity. This giving is not because I am, you know, this, that, or whatever. It's because God is generous. And so he's gonna what the prayer is gonna end up being is asking for a staple, a basic in life, which is our daily bread. But it's it, the premise of this is, Lord, give. We need your help. And we can work and do certain things, but you know what? Your life would not be the same if God didn't give to you throughout your life. It just wouldn't be the same. And you need to react. Oh, yeah. The Lord does. Of course he does that. He does that because he loves you. He gives because he's for you. He's committed to you. And he says, give us. And I always thought this was funny because remember, it says, Our Father who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us. It doesn't say give me my daily bread. See, see, you see how that's more corporate or how that's more family oriented? It doesn't say give me my daily bread. Give me and mine. I want my tacos. I don't care about anybody else. Doesn't say that. Two times in this in this explanation or direction of prayer, the Lord is telling us as simplistically and powerfully as possible. This is an us thing, not a me thing. And then of course you know we do our, our DNA. We do this on a pretty regular basis. Give us this day. And that's part of our DNA. Draw closer to the Lord every day. Give us this day. And then it says, he says, our daily bread. This is f f one sentence. And you know I could have just spent all that time on give, but we're just trying to put it all together. Give us this day our daily bread. But there's another plurality, our daily bread. I just caught that. I didn't realize it. So that's three times in this passage. And then there's four, five, there's two other times. But our daily bread. So he does not say, give us this day our Maserati. Give us this day our twin engine twelve seater leather blue you know blue Bluetooth capable jet plane. This is our daily bread. It's the staples. And you could say, well, the Lord does bless people. He certainly does. We're going to talk about that in about thirty minutes, in the last third of the last fourth of the first third of the last hour. But in this prayer, on a regular basis, on a basic. It's a staple by which we pursue the Lord. Give us this day our daily bread because we need it. Please give it to us. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. Got so much to do for the rest of this show. So you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. 
Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we, we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is, is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if he went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. 